it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. guest Monica Muniz yes. she is a hot yoga instructor that I promised you guys <laughs> uh, we're gonna be talking about Bikram yoga also known as hot yoga and she is one of my favorite instructors in the studio I know I'm being a little biased because everyone in the studio is awesome um, I just like those little intricate things that Monica adds to her practice and I enjoy it very much so Monica, welcome to our show. Thank you so thank much for you. being here. It thank is you. absolutely an honor to oh, be here with you. you. Thank, thank you for you. having me. For sure. We, we're definitely Cheers. loving that. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. That's right. I love hey, she knows our game. Oh. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, I love perfect. it. <laughs> yeah. So we'd like to know your journey yes. and how you got to this point, you know, the yoga. And yeah. I mean, we heard a little bit about how you fell in love with it. but. Mm -hmm. Um, for the audience. Would sure. like to know your journey and then why it is a big why for you. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> I guess I'll start at the beginning when I when I moved to Los Angeles and uh, I was an actress mm. and um, enjoyed the process very much except <laughs> the audition process was not quite my favorite. <laughs> and I happened to be in the stage of not sure how I wanted to keep moving forward, but I wanted to have a job that was flexible yeah. and I could still go do my auditions and act. And um, I was talking to one of my yoga teachers at the time. I had been doing yoga for a year. Well, back up a little bit. I, I had never worked out in my entire life. I was 23 and I never stepped foot on a gym or anything wow. like that. I literally was the friend, while all my friends played volleyball and sports, I'd be smoking my cigarette and like, okay, I'll go get you some lunch. And, and if there was a stairs and there was elevators, I'd be like, there's an elevator. Why are you going to waste your body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think of exercise, like this waste of energy and time. And um, But that went along with um, kind of not a enthusiastic love for my body. Yeah, yeah. I grew up not liking the shape of my body, mm. the curves, the hips, the the Puerto Rican side <laughs> of my uh, physique. <laughs> and uh, I, I grew up kind of down on that mm. and just feeling that, especially at that time in the acting world, we're talking 97, 96, um, it just wasn't the thing to have, right? It was yeah. more about the, the bestie. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the yeah. bestie blondes, and I just wasn't fitting into that. Um, and so I grew up with kind of a negative perspective of my body mm -hmm. and never really feeling at home in my own body and always feeling like I needed to hide. And, and then a part of me justified not working out or eating right or doing anything by just saying like, well, it doesn't matter what's on the outside. It's all that's on the inside that matters. <laughs> and for a long time I lived like that, mm. but that made me not just not care about my body, but mistreat it and yeah. not take care of it at all. For sure. 
eat whatever I want. And even things that I didn't even want, just like, oh, give it to me. <laughs> and um, I, in my still career as an actress, always felt like I was too heavy, I was too fat, big, big butt, big butt. <laughs> and, uh, and I had it's in. It's in, it's in. Now <laughs> J-Lo came around and it changed everything. Then the Kardashians, forget it. We're, we're, you know, I'm like, everything my mama gave me, I'm, I'm proud of now. No. Bikram yoga and yeah. I, I hadn't seen her in a while when I saw her she had lost 40 pounds wow. she looked fantastic my friend Heather she's watching <laughs> and she, Heather, she's actually an amazing yoga teacher now she's up in San Rafael um, and she was just glowing when I saw her she's glowing from the inside out and I was like what are you doing you look amazing and she was like I'm doing Bikram yoga I remember being like okay and I went home for, to Puerto Rico for Christmas, and I made that my New Year's resolution. Oh. I was gonna try this Bikram yoga yeah. thing that my friend was doing. And so January 10th, 2001, wow. the first day, I stepped on a yoga place, <laughs> like the first time I ever did anything physical. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was pretty interesting because they had a special deal back then where you do $20 for 10 days. Oh, nice. And I did nine days in those, nine classes in those 10 days. and. Oh. It really was enlightening to me that I could get better at something physical yeah. because every time I tried something physical, it was a sport mm -hmm. or something where you had to get the ball in the hoop or over the net and yeah. I had no upper body strength or, and I was just like, I'm not good at that. So I'm not even going to try. Right. Yeah. So I put physical stuff aside, like not my thing. And, um, I really saw even in just those first 10 days, the improvement, wow. how I felt. I had just quit smoking cigarettes about wow. six months before. Incredible. I, I graduated college a year before. I quit smoking cigarettes. And I remember getting home after maybe like my third class and being able to take a deep breath. Like just sitting in my sofa in my house and just breathing wow. into my lungs. And it felt like I had 10 more feet of lungs all of a sudden. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever breathed like this. And yeah. so it really opened me up to a whole other world of, wow. of connecting to my body and feeling good in my body. And, and, and then about a year after that, I've been doing yoga religiously. I was like five, six days a week, just there all the time, fell in love with how I felt, even how I looked, even though the interesting thing is, I don't think I lost a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. I maybe toned up a little bit and, and got a little more muscular. Mm -hmm. Like I had no muscle before, right? So, um, but I felt better in my body. I just, and, and like I shared a little bit before, I had a moment about a year into my practice where I saw myself and it's big yoga. You have to stand in front of a mirror for 90 minutes looking at yourself. Yeah. And for the first year, six years, six months of that, it was all like, all I could see was the bad, the what I didn't like, what I, oh, this, that, that's critical. Mm -hmm. And I had a day where I actually was able to step back from myself mm -hmm. and see myself in the mirror as if I was looking at you or at you. Mm -hmm. And I saw, you know, I can easily see the beauty in you. So I'm not tied down to the identity, right? right? Yeah, and yeah. so I saw myself like that without identifying with it and just saw my beauty for the first time. That's amazing. And I was like, oh. I saw my heritage, I saw my grandma's cheekbones, I saw the native Taino Indian in my heritage, and I just, for the first time, really felt proud of my physical form. And, and it makes my hair stand to the same. <laughs> because it, it was a moment, it was a moment of like, oh, why have I been so negative about myself for so long? And 
the yoga was just a, an, an eye-opening experience to to unconditional love for myself wow. and learning to That's really powerful. honor the gift of who I am wow. and that was the I can still yeah. see yeah 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 exactly she says it yeah yeah it's, it's beautiful I'm sure. It's funny you bring up the breathing. Mm. She laughs at me all the time because I'll take those deep breaths. Like, and oh my every... God, you must really be enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's so, like, oh. ah. But you yeah. do. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. like your whole body's breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, right, we're, we're energy, we're patterns, mm -hmm. and we have patterns of how we hold ourselves. Yeah. You know, I tend to hunch a little bit. Even as a yoga teacher for 17 years, <laughs> I still find myself hunching and Oh, when you take that nice posture and you lift your chest and you breathe deep, your whole body feels energized yeah. and your whole body feels like you're you're present in yourself. So that part of it was unlike anything I'd ever had before. Wow. So when it comes to like when you started to when you join and stuff, your eating patterns where you changed everything, right? All well, that, interesting enough, I had already given up uh, beef oh. and and pork at the time. I just went through a phase where I just like I could tell it wasn't so great for my digestion mm -hmm. especially the beef um, I grew up in my high school years seeing my grandma with the Metamucil and I was like oh I have the same problems as my grandma I'm always gonna have to have the fiber and that's how I couldn't I mean getting personal here but I wasn't going to the pattern very frequently oh, man. I just yeah but it's because I was very sedentary mm. I did not eat well yeah. I ate a lot of meat and a lot of cheese and and so I think I had already shifted a little bit of that. Well, that's good. But with the yoga, what happened was I was more in tune to what I felt after I ate what. So I was able to just let go of things that just didn't make me feel good, you know. Mm -hmm. So a lot of like, I mean, I don't eat fast food. I don't eat, so yeah, I, I guess it did shift, but it's such a gradual thing. I don't think I had a moment with the diet that I was like, oh, I'm gonna eat this way and not yeah. that way anymore. It just, my, my own instinct gravitated towards more vegetables, less yeah. meat, more. I just naturally didn't wanna go to a McDonald's or anything like <laughs> that. Good. I mean, no, you know. <laughs> so you said, gravitate to that anymore. That's good. You said that you, for a while, you didn't, you saw everything you didn't like in the mirror. Mm. So what kept you coming back? Because typically, if if that's the case, right? Good You're point. Like, why? Why? Good I don't point. want to put myself through this. Very good point. Um, I think the fact that I felt so good after mm. the class, I always felt energized. I slept better. I, I think it was seeing the progress, and that mm. is one reason I think, as I teach other different styles of yoga now, um, and including hot yoga and Bikram. But at the time, the fact that it was a set sequence was very helpful because in other styles where you're doing different poses every time yeah. and you're trying things out every time it's a little harder to gauge your own progress mm -hmm. and with the Bikram practice you're doing exactly the same 26 poses the same two breathing exercises every time so you're really more sharp and keen to see your own changes gotcha. and your own progress and so that part of it the fact that I quickly saw improvement and I quickly was like oh I couldn't touch my toes two weeks ago <laughs> and here I am grabbing my toe and I couldn't extend my leg and here I am holding my That's leg amazing. up and so that definitely kept me coming mm -hmm. and the feeling of oh I my body actually will respond if I challenge it if I give it what it needs it actually will become more radiant from the inside <laughs> and I saw that right away I saw it you know the first six months I was feeling interestingly enough I, I was feeling like it didn't matter anymore 
how I look, even though I always thought, oh, it's what's inside. But it really was like, oh, it's all connected. Right. And I don't know, I guess the, the intensity of the negativity just subsided. My own inner patterns of thought started to shift. And I could see that very quickly. So that kept me coming, the idea of getting better, the idea that I could improve. And I love my teachers. I had a wonderful teacher, my, my teacher Erin, Erin Berkowitz. She's up in um, Half Moon Bay now. But she she was just one of those people that just being in her presence and the joy she emanated and the love she gave her students, like I just didn't want to miss being around her. So yeah. that was another thing that would pull me, my teachers. Nice. I had other teachers there I loved and that, that with the community. There's so much that you, brings you back you start to meet wonderful people yeah. and so that was a big thing of why I stuck with it yeah yeah it's interesting yeah. yoga is, is the more I get to know yoga in different phases of it I do find that it's not it's not a physical it's not physical more so than it is spiritual for a lot of people like physical is a byproduct almost for yoga because yeah. every time I talk to people they say you know you come here for peace of mind it's like wow. that seems to always take the precedence over yeah. the physical mm -hmm. so yeah. that's always amazing to me in yoga practice and yeah I, I love that I think it reveals the interconnectedness of everything it reveals that your thought patterns are reflected in how you carry yourself your emotions and so when you start to work with your body and now it's been studied that you know those short TED talks about taking the power stance and <laughs> yeah, opening yeah. your arms and lifting your you know <laughs> arms up overhead and all that and it is like you know when someone's depressed yeah. the, the body reflects that when someone's right. down on themselves mm -hmm. when someone just got the goal <laughs> yeah, you know there's a, there's a physicality that goes along with our emotions yeah, and our thoughts true. and so I think it affects that even mm -hmm. if you're not thinking about it even Absolutely. if you're just moving your body into all these shapes and there is a, an inner shift that happens, mm -hmm. whether it's conscious or not, yeah. and it starts to, to show itself in your life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Would you incredible. say that the inner shift and the outer, um, I guess, I don't want to say appearance, but I'm going to talk specifically about balance. So I find that the more balanced I get in my postures, it almost like it transfers into my being balanced mm. in my life. <laughs> I'm, yes. so sorry, you. I'm so sorry, yes, guys. I'm so sorry, guys. So sorry. You're allowed to sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do apologize. No, it's easy. Um, <laughs> but that makes a lot of sense because even just mentally, the capacity to focus. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in this world where there's so much pulling our attention. Oh, the phone, the kids, this, that. And it's hard to keep yourself focused yeah. and concentrate. And mm -hmm. so I do find it helps a lot of people just working on balancing. You have to be paying attention. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. the minute your mind goes like, oh, you fall out of the pose, you know? So there's, a, there's almost like by focusing on your external body, if you want to look at it like that, and focusing on your balance and how you're carrying yourself. Me and too, what, Yeah, me too. I'm like, <laughs> sinking in. Uh, but uh, it definitely um, translates to your mental capacity to focus, to hone in on your whatever you're wanting to um, effort for. Um, and I think in general, it creates a space between our mental patterns, right? So right. we have thought patterns all the time. We're not yes. even conscious that they're happening. Right. And a lot of times they're very repetitive. Mm -hmm. And when you step into something that requires so much of your attention and effort <laughs> and focus, your mind can be 
thinking about all that Maybe. stuff. I mean, it might come in a little bit, but very much the focus is to get out of those patterns and yeah. come back to the here and now with your breath, with your body, one breath, one movement, one moment to focus, you know? And so I think that creates a mental space for people, especially if you're always an overthinker, a warrior, or thinking in the past, like carrying a lot of stuff from the past with you in your present. I think it gives you that space to actually be in the present moment. And when you do that, you li you're not in stress. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. think yoga is a type of meditation. Yeah, for really. sure. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah. you're doing 90 sure. minutes of meditation, yeah. more or less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. an open eye meditation. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is needed in life. Yeah. We need that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Without meditation. Yes. So hot yoga and over. Bikram yoga are one and the same, correct? Or well, the reason um, the name stopping you said was there's a lot of a history with the founder of Bikram Yoga. His name is Bikram Chowdhury. Mm. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or. Chumba. The DMV. Number 97. Or. Chumba. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he really was not living an ethical life and including, okay, when talking open, he raped people. I'm just going to say serious? this. I'm sorry if you didn't hear about this before. I'm nice. sorry, everyone, I have to say it, but five women came forth oh, and no. revealed that they had been forced by him to engage in some activities that they wow. weren't into. And that, to me, changed everything when I found out that that happened. Mm -hmm. um, it was very hard for a while to keep teaching under that name because even though I wasn't directly related to him, our studios yeah. are all individually owned. We don't send money to him or anything mm -hmm. like that. It was uh -huh. hard. I yeah, went through a time. Yeah, it was a, it was a challenging time for, for all people in the Bikram community. Some people stood by him, some people trying to move away. Um, I was at that point already falling in love with another style that I trained in called Anusara and falling in love with the alignment and all the things that I was learning. So I even could consider not teaching Bikram, but I have to say the accessibility of the Bikram practice to newcomers, to people that maybe are not in the best shape or have never worked out, yeah. it's not as easy with other styles of yoga. If you're doing a plank or a downward dog, mm -hmm. or yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not always accessible, yeah. you know? that. I mean, I have work. family, <laughs> aunts, people that I'm like, I don't think I would take them to my <laughs> other yoga, and yet I know they can do a Bikram class. Right, because right. It was geared towards beginners, even though it's not an easy class, as you know, there is an entry point to every one of those postures that is accessible to most people. And so I really felt that I was being of service with this practice and there were so many people in the, in the community that I had become part of that I loved that it was very hard to think about leaving that community. 
And so about two and a half years ago when Anne was buying the Bikram Yoga studio that used to be down by San Jose and choosing to move it to Woodhill Boulevard right here in Claremont, I asked her, and, and I think other teachers too, if we could change the name because we just didn't want to keep yeah. that part of it with us. And there were a lot of studios already doing that. Yeah. Um, because we had to, in a way, separate the men from the practice, you know, like remember that the yoga, it's a whole different thing. It has a history, a lineage that, you know, came, that particular practice came through him with the Vishnu Ghosh right. lineage. But it doesn't mean it's his. And right. I think like we, to this day, I feel yoga is alive. Yoga is always changing, evolving. When you study whatever style you so you're gonna see now things are learning from each other, different styles are you know, taking from each other. And, and I think like life, right? The, the yeah. more you learn from one another, the more you grow. Absolutely. And so I don't think of yoga as something that's static and done. It's yeah. something that we, each of one of us that participates in this practice is part of the creative process of it. It Absolutely. continues. My, my own individual practice continues to surprise me to this day. And it's not about getting deeper into a pose or doing some like, ah, oh, my leg is behind my head. I can't do a lot of that stuff. And I'm 43 and I'm like, I don't need to do And that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. I think there's a beautiful thing about achieving, reaching, yes. looking for what's next and learning from other people and what they can do. And it's inspiring. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessary for everybody right. to do that. I think for me, it's actually moved me after, after, well, I'll show this, after doing a lot of that reaching and wanting, um, I wanted to balance in handstand in the middle of the room and I saw my teachers do that. I'm like, I have to do that. I'm a teacher. I have to balance in the middle of the room. And for me, you know, as we said before, I'm a little bottom heavy. <laughs> and I would do my handstand and I was like, immediately I just well, I collapsed to the back. And some people could do that very gracefully. I wasn't that graceful. I'm like, bam. Okay. And and I did end up with a shoulder injury. Oh, no. I did. I oh, ended no. up with frozen shoulder. Oh, my God. I know. Yikes. Frozen One shoulder. day I went to pick up my kitty's food oh, on no. the cabinet and I was like, why am I having to help my arm? Yikes. I was like, wait a minute. And then within weeks, it I could didn't. not use my arm. Ouch. I had no internal or external wow. rotation. I couldn't do eagle, which wow. we do. I was like this. Wow. I couldn't do internal rotation I would, yeah. like here. It was horrible. Yeah, and um, that that injury and usually like pain in life, it makes us take a step back and look at everything we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And so it invited me to take a step back and look at how I was living in the should. Mm. I should do this, I yes. should do that, I should do this. Right. And interestingly, one of my <laughs> friend and teacher, Tanya, she mentioned, oh, isn't that funny that it was your shoulder? Oh, oh like, that's yeah. Yes, Whoa. my shoulder. Because it Whoa. starts with the word should. And that was like a fun moment. I was like, well, I was living well. in the should. And my shoulder was like, what are you talking about? See? That's and, crazy. And so I was able to soften into the more subtle aspects of the yeah. practice. And at that point, I was having more of a kind of a spiritual awakening of seeing, um, you know, I was brought up Catholic. Yeah didn't agree with a lot of the church uh, <laughs> positions, including the fact that women kept me priest. I'm like, wait, how can I be a part of an institution that considers me somehow second-class citizen? Okay, right. that was one. That was one. Second one was learning her. about the Inquisition and all that. Learning all that in school and be like, we did this in the name of Catholic? <laughs> okay, that was one. And then, that, that was two. The third one, I'll oh never goodness. forget. I was like 13, 14, and I got a hold of a 
National Geographic where they were showing the riches of the Vatican. <laughs> and, I, and I was a kid, you know, so I'm like, what? You're telling me there's kids dying of hunger in Africa right now? Right. And, and you have billions of dollars right. in art and, and jewels. And to me, that was yeah. inconceivable. And mm -hmm. I thought, wait, the Pope is supposed to represent Jesus. Right. That's not what Jesus would do. Right. And so at the time, I, I kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater, and I just like let go of religion and spirituality. And I was kind of an agnostic, you would say. I was just like, well, we can't know what's going to happen after we die, so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to live my life, you know? And it served me for a while. Yeah. But with the Anasara practice and getting into the Hindu mythology and studying all that, there was a couple of moments where I had glimpses of the connection to something greater. Mm. And I remember specifically having, doing a class in a Shavasana, remembering when I was like five or six, well, maybe a little older, because I had just done, maybe I was like 12 or something, because I had just done my first communion. And I remember having my communion and having a conversation with yeah. God. Mm -hmm. And I had that faith, and I felt a presence within me that was always there, and that went away when I stopped being spiritual, if you will. Like, yeah. and that kind of came back wow. and, and I remember just being like oh we are not alone we are a part we're all a part of each other and there's an energy that holds it all together that is what's life you know it's what's animating everything and and so I it opened me up to a spiritual life that I had not let myself look at again yeah, yeah, yeah. and so now I do, I believe there's something. I don't, I don't use the word God for the most part because it's funny. I, I remember thinking, ah, oh, the word, the name of God has been corrupted. I understand. And I had this like interior laughter. I would be like, yeah, that's why I go by a thousand million names. Because everybody wants to encase the idea of God. It just, this is God, this is not. And yes. like, to me, everything is God. To me, I did, the lineage I studied in Anusara is a tantric mm -hmm. philosophy. Okay. And the difference between a classical philosophy and a tantric philosophy in the very nutshell kind of thing is that in the classical philosophy of yoga, the matter that we live in, this is all kind of base. And then you're trying to exit that to be closer to spirit, right? So that's why the old yogis go to the mountain, renounce yeah, yeah. the world, don't no attachments, no ego, no, because you're trying to move away from this physical dense part of us that pulls us down. Mm -hmm. That's how they would see it into the ethereal world and be connected to the one and be oh. in that exalted state of bliss yeah. which is the ground of our being it's how i see it now yeah. it's always there but they used to see it as this linear thing you're going to awaken and you're going to somehow be in this bliss but it would require that you left your life and you <laughs> left your and you weren't a human anymore yeah. and um through evolution of you know they went through that dwaita vedanta area where uh, era where the belief was more that this is all an illusion the maya idea and this right. is all and then i think um the tantricas might be, I'm not even going to say a year, but it's not as old as the 2000 year lineage of uh, Patanjali, which is the classical philosophy. It's probably like 500, 600 years old. Um, the idea that spirit and matter are two sides of the same coin, that this is a manifestation of the one spirit, that it's not separate. So that's why the tantricas were feared because they would go sit in the cremation area and they would go sit in the dirt and in the trash and, you know, play with skulls and scare people because they, they were kind of saying like, this is also God. Mm -hmm. This is also God. But you can't escape it. It's here. Mm -hmm. And and I resonate with that That's because awesome. I feel like 
I see God in my niece and her eyes and my nephew and my yeah. family and the love I feel for my fellow humans. You know, that to yeah, me, yeah. our humanity is our divinity. Mm, it's yeah. how I see it. Yeah. That's good. That's powerful. Yeah. That is powerful. Yeah. I, I share that philosophy yeah, yeah. very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my husband and I sometimes yeah. get into discussion. <laughs> but, but, it's like, good. Dude, you have your truth and I have mine. <laughs> right. And we're both right. Right. <laughs> no, so, and that's the thing. And that's the thing that I have. <laughs> You come, you, you come face to face with again and again is, you know what, we each have an experience that's so unique. Yeah. And I said, when you were in my breathwork class, thank you for coming. It was so lovely to have you there. That we are each unique points of connection. We're mm. each unique points through which the universe is experiencing itself. Mm -hmm. So how you connect to whatever that source is, yeah. is going to be unique to you. How I connect is going to be unique to me. And nobody can tell you the right way or the wrong way. So there's tools, yeah, there's, you know, meditation, yoga, practices that you can do to help awaken that, but your own individual, you're the authority of your experience, yeah. and you are gonna be the one to know in your own heart, your own truth, what resonates for you, and you have to respect other people, not gonna see the same thing you see or feel yeah. the same way you feel, but at the same token, you can honor exactly what your experience is, Absolutely. and nobody can change your perspective on that. I mean, I'm always open to change. So I'm not going to say nobody can change. I'm open to new ideas opening me up. Mm -hmm. But to deny another person's experience. Right, right. <laughs> she just uh, took the floor. I love it. I want to ask you guys, like, but I'm like, well, it's like covered politics. <laughs> oh, I love it. We got it. I love this. This was so good. <laughs> well, you depicted her really no. well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. She was saying, I think we're going to like her on uh, T-Talk because she's just so animated. She's I got personality. I love her personality. Yeah, she does. This great. Saucy Puerto Rican <laughs> blood is definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> the Caribbean, you know. Nice. Yeah, da a dash of this and a dash yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's Monica. It's Monica. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for you. being here. Thank you so much. This I'm so honored. Lovely. It was so wonderful to get this whole tea time with you and get to talk a little bit. So thank hey, you, everyone. <laughs> thank you. It was a great you, experience. You guys know uh, if you, we hope that you learned something new from this. Yes. Maybe it inspired you to try a class of yoga. Uh, maybe just opened your uh, you up to something else, what yoga really means. I learned a ton from you today, oh gosh, so, which I knew I would, <laughs> but that, yeah, so we hope that you learned something too. Mm -hmm. Reach out, subscribe, let us know how we can make this better for you guys, and remember, the, the better, better it gets, the, the better, better it gets. gets. <laughs> Bye, guys. Leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.